0: and welcome to our second episode of our Leaving It At His Feet Everyday LIFE podcast. Today, I have really just had it on my mind about how many of us are struggling with and overwhelmed with pain. It seems like everywhere I look, every person I talk to, we, we all seem to be dealing with some sort of pain, and it has occurred to me that the majority of the pain that we experience stems from relationships, broken relationships, struggling relationships, complicated relationships, lost relationships. Yes, there are other forms of pain, obviously, but it just seems to me that the majority of our pain stems from some sort of relationship. And to me, that kind of saddens me because I realize that a good deal of it is unnecessary. Because the problem is that we're fighting the wrong person. And that's what I want to talk about today. Who are you really fighting? Or who should you really be fighting? Is your joy stolen? Is your peace gone? Your happiness replaced by stress, worry, and anxiety, and there's no contentment in sight? If you answered yes to any of these, you are most likely under attack. The enemy has declared war on you. You may be fooled into thinking that the enemy is a flesh and blood person standing right in front of you. That is what he wants you to think. He is a master of deception, and he often works through our loved ones because he wants to destroy marriages and divide families and homes. Marriage was designed to represent our relationship to Christ and therefore is not only sacred, but a bullseye for the enemy. He will often work through our spouse trying to break up this sacred bond. How quickly! When knee-deep into our day-to-day struggles and trials, we forget that we are one and on the same team. We've talked about how important it is to believe that God loves us and to trust that he wants what is best for us. Again, marriage is supposed to symbolize this relationship. Do you truly believe that your spouse loves you? Do you trust that they want what is best for you? If so, then why are you fighting them? Is it worth it? Will it matter tomorrow? Is it them that you are fighting? If you don't believe that they love you, if you don't trust that they want what is best for you, then you need to examine your heart as to why. You need to have a heart-to-heart with God and ask for guidance for your next move and the best way to resolve and fix this. Why do you need to go to God first? Because if you are married to this person, you obviously loved and trusted them and believed they loved you at one time. What happened to change that? The enemy happened. There is a spiritual battle going on here for your marriage. The enemy wants you to believe that it is much simpler than that. Recognize who you are fighting. Start fighting the right enemy and the right battle. First, give it to God and seek his guidance. Ask him to make it clear who you're really fighting here. Ask him to show you what needs to be done to fix this. Ask him to soften your heart towards your spouse, to help you to see your spouse through God's eyes, to love your spouse through his heart Then remember why you married them in the first place and dwell on that. The enemy wants you to dwell on every single thing that they've done wrong. It'll start with one thing, one thing that just happened. And then from there, if you keep dwelling on that, you'll remember 10 other things that they did wrong. And from there, it just multiplies and it magnifies. And before you know it, you're just Sizzling, piping, hot, mad. You're boiling over and brimming over with every single thing that they have done wrong ever since you met them. That's what the enemy wants. He's building that fire in you and he's building a wall between the two of you. He's building a division between the two of you and he's pushing you further and further apart. No. Remember why you married them in the first place. Go back to that time and dwell on that. Let that multiply. Let that magnify. If you've been together any length of time, I guarantee you there's just as many good things that your spouse has done, if not more than the bad things. You've just got to learn to retrain your mind to dwell on that, just as you probably did. When you were first dating, think about it. When you're dating, you overlook a lot of faults. When you're first married, you are so in love that you overlook a lot of faults, a lot of mishaps, a lot of issues. Why? Out of love. We are commanded to love. We are commanded to love no matter what, not as long as they are loving us back and the way that we want them to. If you love your spouse and if you are acting out of love, then you should dwell on those good things and overlook those minor bad things. Now, again, I'm not supporting overlooking abuse. I want to make that clear. I'm not referring to abuse. I'm talking about those little annoying things that they do. Those things where it feels like they're infringing on our rights or they're not putting us first or they're always wanting their way. Those types of things. That's what I'm referring to. Every time you start to think or say a negative thing about them. Replace it with a positive thing. So so often as humans, and, and you know, you can't really explain it in any other way other than that the enemy is at work here. Because think of how often as humans you're upset with your spouse for something they have done. You are talking with a trusted friend or family member, a confidant. Um, about what has just happened, and they try to support your spouse or build up your, your spouse in some way to help fix the situation, to, to help um, to comfort you and, and get you back on the right track, and what do we immediately do? We start to come up with every negative thing that we could say about this person who we love. This person who we want to spend the rest of our lives with. This person who, next to God, we are supposed to prioritize and we are supposed to love more than anyone else. We find ourselves, for every positive they say, we come back with about four or five negatives. Think about how ludicrous that sounds if you think about it. But it's done. So we need to do just the opposite for every negative that pops into our head. We need to be intentional about changing it to a positive. Now, this next one, you're really not going to want to do, especially if what they have done is really fresh. You're really not going to want to do it. But it's so important. It's so incredibly important. Go out of your way to do something to bless their day. Pretty much do the exact opposite of what you want to do and watch God work. Watch God work. This is kind of similar to the what we talked about in the last podcast about how you showed your Jesus. How when you're standing there in the face of rejection or anger or whatever might have just happened, you do just the opposite of what you'd want to do, of what everyone expects you to do, go out of the way, or your way, to bless their day. Whether that looks like um, fixing their favorite meal, um, leaving them a little note somewhere that compliments them or encourages them, sending them a little text in the middle of the day, you know, that that just tells them to to have a nice day or that you love them or you're thinking about them. Um, Buy them a special little treat and, and leave it somewhere, put a special treat in their lunch. Whatever it looks like, whatever you know is, is speaking your spouse's love language, whatever you know that's really going to make them say, wow, that was a blessing. That was nice. That was awesome. Do it. Don't think about it. Just do it and watch God work. Most importantly, Pray for them daily, daily. Pray for them daily, specifically, and for your marriage. And ask the Lord to open your eyes to what needs to be changed in you. So often we get so hung up and so caught up on what it is that needs to be changed in them that we fail to notice what might need to be changed in us. But even more so, we have to remember that we can't change our spouse. It's not our place to change our spouse. We're, we're not Holy Spirit Junior. We're not capable of that. And that is not our place. Our place is to be there. Help me and to love and support and encourage them and help them to grow. But the bottom line is, is that we can't change other people, but we can change our reaction. We can change our response. And often, and I know this for a fact, (laughs) I'm living proof of it, often when we change our reaction and our response, it changes them. It gets their attention and it changes them. You can't create change by doing the same thing. It's ridiculous. You, You can't do that. Making the same mistake, giving the same response, giving the same reaction, doing the same thing is not going to create a different result. So if you can't change them, then you have to change something that you're doing. So talk to God about that and ask him, what does that look like? What do I need to change that can change these circumstances? Be specific about your prayer. And, you know, I I read something once and I started doing it myself. Something to think about is if you happen to still be awake while your spouse is sleeping. Let your prayer time for your spouse be then. Lay your hand on your spouse and pray over them while they're sleeping. Pray for them specifically. What it is that they're dealing with, what they're going through, what you are going through together. Softening your heart towards them, softening their heart towards you, letting you both see each other through God's eyes and love each other with his heart. Pray for your marriage specifically. What is lacking in your marriage? What is wonderful in your marriage? What do you want to grow in in your marriage? Be specific about it. But don't forget to ask God what needs to be changed in you that can help the situation. Don't take this wrong. I'm not saying that you are at fault or that you have done something wrong. I'm simply saying that you can't change them. So let God tell you what you can change that would prompt a change in them. Love is sacrificial. Not selfish, not prideful, sacrificial. If you are worrying more about you and your feelings and what you are or are not getting, if you are worrying more about who's wrong or right, who does more, who does what better, who has more faults, who is more religious, who spends more time with the kids, works harder, etc., then guess what? Selfishness and pride have entered in. And that is not love. The enemy is at work. And it's time to call him out and do battle. It is time to call him out and do battle. Recognize who you are actually fighting, it's not your spouse. I know it looks like it's your spouse, but it's not your spouse. The enemy is alive and well, and he has declared a full on war on marriages and families right now. And he is dividing everywhere he goes. And a big tool that he is using is pride. A big tool that he's using is selfishness rights wins and that's where i say we've forgotten we're on the same team we've forgotten that we are one if we are one and the same and on the same team then why are we talking about who wins and who loses who's right and who's wrong let me tell you the only one that loses in that scenario is us because we win when we're united. We win when we're on the same team and we're fighting that battle together. When we're fighting each other, we are losing the battle, the big battle, the important battle. What have we gained if we're divided? What have we gained if we're separated and we're, we're angry with each other and we're hating each other? What have we gained when our family falls apart? No, you might win those little battles, but you lose the big one. It's time to recognize what he's doing and join together and fight the real enemy. Fight together in the real battle. And how do we do that? First and foremost, we use the most powerful weapon that God gave us. We pray. We pray. We call him out. We tell him who we are, who our God is, and we fight. We remind him that our God already won. We remind him who we belong to and that he has no place here. We remind him who our marriage and our family belongs to and that he has no place there. Then we put feet to our words. We start practicing what we preach. We treat each other the way that God instructed us to. We do the opposite of what our flesh wants us to do. We do the right thing in those hard, hard moments. And we watch God work. So I'm going to end this with telling you to recognize who you're fighting. Call him out and go do some battle. Until next time, everyone. Bye.